Hi, I'm Arlen Walker, and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland, and today I've got another journal episode for you guys. Um, hopefully you enjoy it. This one, um, I think it's all right. It's a, a bit of a downer probably at parts um, because I was sick for a good chunk of the the days that I recorded on the journal, um, but the, the later parts of the journal, I was feeling a whole lot better. Um, so that's good. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's, uh, that's sort of what's going on. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. All right, so it is uh, the evening of June 11th, um, right about 9 p.m. right now. And um, the rare double recording for the journal. Um, but, you know, that's all right. Um, yeah, I've had a, an all right day. I uh, got a little bit of stuff done, not a whole lot done, to be honest. Um, but I did, uh, I was able to have enough energy to basically play video games all afternoon. So that was nice. Um, I've been playing Far Cry Primal, which is interesting because I know apparently a lot of the people who are really into the Far Cry series say that it doesn't really add a whole lot, um, to the kind of core elements of the, the Far Cry series as it has developed. I think Primal came out after four, but before five. If I remember, um, but anyway, um, Far Cry Primal, it's, it's pretty cool. You play, or at least for me, it's pretty cool. I'm not as concerned with it, not having the, uh, kind of, um, other bits and pieces, if that makes sense that, uh, I, uh, was, uh, that, that other people, I think, might have been more concerned about having uh, less kind of development um, over the course of the, uh, the series, essentially. Um, but I, I have not played, so I played Far Cry 2 and 3. I never played the first one. 2, I um, enjoyed a lot. It's kind of an interesting in between and then it seems like it three was sort of meant a little bit as kind of a, a soft reboot of the series in some ways and then that has sort of set the tone for a lot of the um later games there are a lot of elements in three that it's three in particular is set on a sort of pacific island and there's a whole thing where you kind of go around the island and you hunt animals and build stuff and you have all these sort of trippy vision sequences and you also take over um kind of guard post sort of things and gradually take over the whole section of the island and all that and that seems to have apparently been a, a pretty major element with um the sort of movement uh of the series and primal definitely has some of those things but it's it's got some cool stuff um it is set in the uh the i guess i don't know paleolithic or neolithic neolithic i think paleolithic um and um 
you play as a, a member of a particular tribe who um, it seems pretty clear that the, the sort of opposition tribe are meant to be Neanderthals versus your, like, you know, kind of Cro-Magnon humans, I guess you would say. Um, uh, and then the idea being that you are, uh, you know, going around and uh, hunting, hunting animals and interacting with wildlife. And, and a big part of what I'm really enjoying about it is that they did, I think, a really good job of having the open world element feel really alive. It feels like there's a lot of just sort of ambient kind of things happening in the world, um, which is a really cool um, element that I like. So anyway, um, but then part of the idea is that it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, kind of cool sort of interaction with like megafauna and things. So you can tame animals and uh, you can ride certain animals too. And there's some cool bits there. So like I've got a, a tame saber toothed tiger that I basically was able to get relatively early um, in the uh, ed adventure. Um, so that was pretty fun. And um, yeah, I'm just generally, um, it's, a, it's a fun game. It's kind of a, a, there's some elements that I'm really enjoying about it. There's some things that I'm not as psyched about, I guess, but you know, it's all right. Um, and I played, I think, like seven or eight hours today, maybe not quite that much, maybe more like five. Um, but yeah, basically most of the afternoon I spent doing that. Um, I was going to read the Renegade Swords book and I, I'm hoping to read a little more kind of later in the evening, but um, I, I ended up, um, I was sort of talking with my family about feeling sick and um, they suggested um, to go ahead and take a, an at-home COVID test just to see if that might be what was going on, essentially. And so I uh, did that, and that was uh, very, very uncomfortable. I don't know if it's something about me or what, but that I have a, a really, really hard time with the kind of swabbing the nose element to the experience. And I, uh, at one point, I... I was, you know, worried that I might faint in my bathroom and, you know, crack my head on the tile or something while trying to swab my nose. Um, so that was pretty awful. And then it's been probably an hour and a half since I uh, actually did that. And I still kind of feel like I am just uh, shaken up by it <laughs> so bad. But on the other hand, the uh, test came back negative, so that is good. I'm hoping that I got kind of a, a thorough enough um, swab to get a good kind of representative sample. Um, and then I, uh, yeah, I've just been hanging out, been reading a little bit. I've been buying RPGs like a fiend, so I need to slow that down, but I got paid this past week so i uh have been enjoying a little bit of a, a kind of light spending spree i guess um basically i i sort of set things up in a way that i thought was actually kind of clever um until i went 
back while not feeling so good and was like, hey, wait a second, what's going on? And then put together what I myself had done, but then wasn't fooling myself anymore about it, basically. Um, which is to say that I um, filled out my budget, but then I just use a, you know, a, a spreadsheet, a, a Google spreadsheet, Google Sheets, I think is what they call their spreadsheet thing that's, you know, like Excel, but Google's version online. Um, and did out kind of my, my monthly budget sort of thing. And then in the sum command for all of the costs, I just added basically a, a hidden cost um, to be like, okay, so this is just sort of as a way to kind of make sure that I keep some extra for myself as a kind of, you know, a little bit of extra margin to, to work with in case, you know, I end up having to, you know, go to the doctor or whatever else that I might need to spend money on as margin. Um, and then, uh, I looked at it again, must not have been, I don't think it was last night. I think it was the night before and was like, Hey, the numbers don't seem to add up correctly and figured out what I would had done. And then went, Oh, well, I'm going to do my best to keep that. But I have, uh, cut down the margin a little bit basically just because of enjoying getting new games and all that sort of stuff but you know i'm working on developing those good habits i'm not not 100 percent there yet and i think that's a classic thing for me at least that i um you know when i'm feeling good it's much easier to kind of engage in the good habits and when i'm not feeling so good like now when i'm feeling sick it is much more difficult to stick to the kind of uh positive habits and all of that so anyway it's kind of a classic thing but so yeah um and i've got what was the well there's a couple of of uh yeah interesting games i am looking at and thinking about doing some interesting things with so that'll be fun um and otherwise yeah i'm just sort of hanging out doing okay um not getting as many things done as i had maybe hoped at one point but you know what that is that's okay it's you know a little bit of a a sick day a sort of sick weekend i guess you might say which of course when i was in in school i always thought that you know i, I hate when i'm sick on the weekend because you know, don't even get to miss school while being sick. I gotta, you know, miss my, uh, you know, fun, hang out and have fun time on the weekend. And nowadays, I'm like, ah, eh, you know, it it does suck to uh, be sick over the weekend. But also, you know, it's kind of nice to be sick over the weekend when I don't have anything that I need to get done, and I can kind of afford a little bit of a a relatively low key. Um, weekend so anyway i don't know i'm not sure what what all that means but anyway um yeah so i i think that is everything oh i haven't i haven't written today yet that was the thing that i didn't do i'm trying to decide if i'm gonna try to do that i i feel just shaken up like i said from the the swabbing thing so i don't know if i I don't know. Part of me feels like I don't quite have like the, the wherewithal to, to get that done, if that makes sense. Um, but I don't know. I'm 
I'm going to work on it and we'll see. Uh, maybe I'll do a, a short, a short reading, uh, a short writing stint, you know, a, a, not the, not as much as I've been trying to do, but just a little bit um, to try to keep the streak alive at least. But anyway, aside from that, you know, fairly low key, still not a hundred percent, but hopefully not infected with the big virus. So yeah. All right, so I am back. It is uh, a couple of days since I did my last journal check-in. Um, the last one was on the evening of the 11th, and today it is the morning of the 14th. So been a couple days. Um, not really keeping up with my uh, journal every day sort of thing, but, you know, that's okay. Um, I was sick, so not as productive. Um yeah, so I, what has been going on with me? Um, I'm feeling a whole lot better today. I, um, yesterday, I I woke up and felt all right, and then I got a really bad headache and canceled my morning meeting and went back to bed and slept another, you know, four or five hours and woke up and felt better and kind of still was not kind of 100% most of the day. Um, but today I woke up and I am feeling um, significantly better. Um, still not quite like 100%, I would say. Still um, kind of, you know, in the, in the sort of zone of what I would describe as the kind of um, period of sort of after the illness has mostly run its course, um, but not, you're kind of not fully recovered from that, if uh, that makes sense. Um, and um, as a, a result, I think, I think I'm going to spend another day um, sort of resting and recovering mostly. Um, I think I'm going to try to, you know, take it easy today. There's a part of me, of course, always when I'm getting better from illness that I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, do everything because I'm you know, making up for lost time sort of thing. Um, but I, I think that's not the, the right solution um, right now. So I am going to uh, try to, you know, take things a little low key and all that sort of stuff and uh, rest a little while. Um, so anyway, um, aside from that, I'm doing pretty good. I finished two books yesterday, which was great. I finished the first two Renegade Swords books. Um, the first one I had read before and the second one I um, had not read before, but I liked it a lot. Um, I'm going to try to read the third one today, and then I'm not sure what I'm going to read after that. I, I don't have anything kind of queued up on the schedule, so we'll see. Um, but anyway, so that was really good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. I Oh, one thing I will mention is that I um, went on Amazon and I bought myself two pairs of fingerless gloves. Um, one of them is listed as UV protection, and they're they're very very light and um, not 
necessarily like loose, but they're not, they're, they're kind of, you know, thin, light materials that don't provide a whole lot of, of compression or anything on my hands. Um, but they're nice as kind of like an extra layer. And then I also got some that are specifically marketed as arthritis compression gloves. Um, and they are wonderful. They're, they're some sort of knit material that is, um, a little bit stretchy. Clearly it's got some like, you know, elastic in it or something. I don't know exactly. Maybe it's polyester and cotton or whatever. I don't know, but they're really, really, um, feel nice on my hands and I've been, um, wearing them around the house recently. And so that's been a really nice thing. I feel like it's a, I think there is a way in which, um, I suspect most people have some of this going on, but that I in particular maybe have a little more than most of the kind of benefit of physical rituals in order to have kind of mental changes, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, doing things that are not necessarily kind of necessary for, um, preparation in the sense of kind of physically being able to do something, but are sort of helpful mentally. So like I uh, had the the battery in my watch replaced recently. Um, and that's become a, a big thing that when I'm leaving the house, I put my watch on. Um, and that's kind of a, you know, it's a useful thing for me, I think, to have that kind of um, physical ritual as a way to access a, a mental change, right? That, you know, it's almost like when I put the watch on, I move from kind of at home mental space to out in the world mental space by having the kind of ritual to go through. Um, and that's been really useful to me. Um, and it's a classic concept. I mean, even, you know, in, uh, fiction, we see this, um, often enough with regard, especially to kind of armoring up scenes, um, in the Iliad, there's some, a couple of great sequences that involve characters putting on their armor and there's the, you know, the, the sort of physical detail of the character putting on the armor and therefore being ready for battle physically. Um, but it is accompanied by the sort of mental transformation of the, the warrior into kind of battle mode, um, especially with, with Achilles, with the kind of last armoring up sequence. He, um, for those of you who don't remember in the Iliad, um, Achilles gives Patroclus, his uh, cousin and probably uh, lover, his armor um, and Patroclus goes out and fights and is told not to advance too far just to sort of, you know, blunt the, the Trojan assault and then come back. And Patroclus, of course, is wrapped up in the, enraptured by the glory of his uh, charge and does not remember that and advances further and further until he meets Hector and Hector kills him and takes the armor that Patroclus had been wearing, strips it off the body and armors himself in it, which is a, a thing that happens several times in the Iliad, but specifically in here seems very, very significant because of course Patroclus is wearing Achilles armor. And so Hector is sort of making himself into Achilles, right? Um, and then Patroclus's body is recovered without the armor and they bring it back. And Achilles is incredibly distraught, realizes what has happened. And Thetis, his mother, who is a, a sort of minor sea goddess, comes up out of the sea at the sound of Achilles uh, raging 
and says, what's wrong? And Achilles says, uh, Hector has killed Patroclus and taken the armor. And so now I have no way to fight him. And so Thetis goes and trades in a favor that she has with Hephaestus, the, the smith god, to make Achilles a new set of armor. And this is where the, the very famous sequence, the shield of Achilles appears because Hephaestus forges this incredible shield for Achilles. Um, and that's book eight. 18 or 19, if I remember, the, the shield, I think it's 18, maybe. Anyway, Thetis brings the armor and the shield to the seashore and places them before Achilles. And they are so hateful and terrifying that none of the Achaeans can look at the armor even. They all kind of shy away and, and cover up their eyes at the image of this war material that is so imbued with the kind of, you know, malice and violence that Achilles represents, that Achilles is the only one who can look at it. And he sort of stares at this armor and grins, and then he puts it on and transforms himself. Um, and it's awesome. But there's, there's other sequences like that in other media too, right? That we have, um, you know, especially in, in superhero media i think we see it a number of times you know batman putting on his batman gear or iron man armoring up in the iron man suit um that is uh such a great kind of demonstration of sort of mental transformation through that kind of physical transformation um in iron man one in particular right there are sort of three different sequences that involve iron man um armoring up where there's a fair bit of time spent on each one. There's the, the Mark one suit in the cave where we don't actually see the kind of finished suit, but we see um, Tony Stark kind of armoring up in it until um, the sort of lights go out. And then we don't see the sort of finale element. Um, and then the second suit he armors up in, and that's a, a little more makeshift. And then the third suit, when he puts it on the, the Mark three, suit and puts it on and is kind of uh, that's when he goes to uh goes back to Golmira to uh kill some terrorists basically which is one of those things that i i wonder what marvel thinks about that sort of going back to the the early stuff where there was more of that kind of material in the the movies and it was less kind of apolitical um but but anyway, the, the the different sequences, part of what is, I think, really interesting is that each of them has kind of a different uh, flavor to the mental transformation as well, right? That the, the first Iron Man suit is about survival. And so it's, you know, Tony Stark trying to create something that will let him escape. And then the second suit is this sort of, you know, um, reckless, you know, almost childish excitement that he's like, oh, man, I've got this, you know this thing that I can do. And he goes and he does his sort of joyride flying around in it. Um, and then the third suit is the kind of hero suit where he's kind of come to terms with this sort of uh, responsibility that he feels right. Cause he's, he's watched the, uh, the, he's, he's watching the news and um, is kind of fixing, putting together the, the Mark three suit and sees the report on Golmira and um, gets angry and he does the, the repulsor blast for the first time against a couple of his, uh, like he's got these kind of like glass wall 
sort of things separating his garage from the, the main house and he blasts him and clearly kind of understands that he has, you know, the power to fight back almost and then goes and puts on the new suit and kind of embraces this uh, heroic responsibility that is, it's a, in my opinion, a really excellent sequence um, in terms of that film in particular, um, partly because it is, is so thoroughly um, nonverbal, right? The whole sequence, uh, Tony Stark doesn't say anything over the course of the whole sequence, which I think is, is really great because we can just sort of see in Robert Downey Jr.'s eyes and in his movements, the, the sort of transformation going on in this man um, without necessarily having to have him, you know, kind of talk about what is happening with him and all of that. And I think that's a, a really cool. I mean, that's a classic thing that I really like. I really enjoy kind of, you know, nonverbal set pieces in films, often the kind of, you know, visual storytelling side of, of film is something that I really enjoy. Um, you know, especially de depending on the particular um, film that I also think about, you know, the, the kind of early sequences of the 1982 Conan the Barbarian movie where there's very little dialogue. Um, there's a little bit of, of Mako the Chronicler kind of talking through what's happened. Um, and then every once in a while, there's little bits and pieces of dialogue. But, you know, aside from Conan's father talking to Conan about the riddle of steel and one or two other little bits, um, you know, when the, the man frees Conan, um, things like that. Um, not very much kind of dialogue. And I, I really like the way that that kind of, you know, visual storytelling goes through, especially there's some kind of neat little bits and pieces when Conan escapes and is on the run and he's being hunted by wolves and he falls into the barrow and gets the Atlantean sword. And right. The only word he says is Crom when he sees the, the, the Atlantean in the barrow that um, has the sword. And then he steps out of the barrow and he strikes off his chains. And the next scene starts, we can see him and he's got a new kind of wolf skin uh, cloak. And it's like, Oh, so it's a really right. The, the sort of implication of the transformation that has gone on in the story that is totally done without uh, sort of telling the the audience about it, but just sort of, uh, you know, showing, right. Show don't tell sort of stuff that that to me is the, the good version of show don't tell. Um, so anyway, um, yeah. So uh, I got way off track there, but that's okay. I like getting a little off track. Um, and yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm doing all right. Um, not necessarily a hundred percent, but working on getting back to there. And, uh, I guess I will, uh, talk to you guys soon. All right. It is, uh, just afternoon. Apparently it's 12.06 PM according to my computer on Thursday, the 16th of June. So a couple days later, um, I am, I'm doing all right. I'm definitely doing better than I was. Um, I feel like I, I'm not a hundred percent yet, but I'm definitely feeling better. I did sleep for, I think like 10 hours last night, which is one of those, you know, it's not, uh, perfect, but it, 
I think is, you know, significant of needing that much sleep, I guess. So that's uh, good enough. Um, you know, good to good to get that sleep, I guess, is I think the way to way to put that. Um, that I feel like there's a, you know, a real value in giving your body what it needs and all of that, as I'm sure most people recognize. Um, so anyway, um, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing all right. Um, not, not quite a hundred percent still, but, um, I feel like I'm closing in on doing better. I read the last little bit of, um, whatchamacallit, uh, the last little bit of Outer Dark by Cormac McCarthy yesterday, and then I read um, The Roving Shadows by Pascal Quignard yesterday, which is a, a really excellent book that I've read one time before, apparently. Um, one of those so magnificent books that it sort of dwarfs you as you read it feels like it's just so kind of colossally uh meaningful and and intelligent and and erudite and all of that um so you know felt kind of worn out from that but you know that's okay um it's good to feel worn out from from reading really good books um and then today i have been reading king of the bastards by brian Keane, and and there's another author um stephen shrewsbury um apparently they're, they're both credited on the cover so i don't know uh how the division of labor worked out on that particular one um it is in my opinion not very good <laughs> um i uh it's, it's one of those things that i uh feel like there's just a lot of I mean one of the big things is I feel like it could use another kind of passive editing on it um, but there's a lot of the the kind of core concept is sort of interesting where it's sort of a sword and sorcery tale um, but the the kind of main sword and sorcery hero is a, an older man and he's adventuring with his nephew and the, the sort of older man is kind of moving from sort of the kind of virile hero into the kind of mentor role a little bit as kind of time goes on over the course of the story that he's, you know, still tough and still powerful, but he's just not kind of quite as capable as he was. And so he's, you know, sort of starting to think more about his legacy and all of that sort of stuff. And that's kind of an interesting concept, but it, is in my opinion is not done very well um and yeah i just i don't think the book is that good in a lot of ways um but you know it's okay it's not not horrible it's just and it's not very long i will say that in its defense that um i think there is a uh a, a sort of value to uh books being um kind of not overstaying their welcome i guess is maybe the way to put it um it's only like 160 170 pages so you know not too rough i'll probably finish it sometime this afternoon because i'm about halfway through right now um so another hour hour and a half of reading should bring me to the end 
Um, but yeah, you know, it's okay. Um, aside from that, I don't know. I, I, I've got still kind of a number of, I'm, I'm in that sort of stage of uh, kind of accumulating ideas and, and sort of project concepts and things like that. Um, as sort of often happens with me when I'm, I'm not necessarily feeling good enough to uh, make a whole lot of progress on anything, but sort of am feeling good enough to kind of let my mind wander a bit, um, essentially. And um, so I've got a number of ideas. I've, I've been doing uh, a, a solo play series on um, Rune Cairn on the YouTube channel, and I'm hoping to do another episode of that either later today or tomorrow morning, maybe, um, to kind of keep that going a little bit, because it's been a lot of fun. Um, and that's a fun game. I think it'd be worth doing a, an overview of that as well. Um, so I might try to make that happen soon enough, too. Um, but yeah, I, I'm also thinking about the this sort of discussion about sort of Saturday morning cartoons and a kind of, for lack of a better term, a sort of almost semi-childish worldview, I guess, if that makes sense. And, and I've been thinking about one of the ideas that came to me was the sort of way in which um, kind of, especially it seems like it's something that I did as a kid more often, sort of little, you know, like tiny glimpses of things or um, sort of almost like the, the words of a, a something could sort of become something very different than the thing itself in my imagination, if that makes sense. Um, I remember when I was a child, um, I don't remember how old I was, maybe seven or eight. Um, my parents were watching, I think it must have been Sin City, um, and I had a nightmare or something or woke up in the night and came out and saw just a, a very brief sequence, um, either from the very beginning or ending of the movie, because it's the the girl in the elevator. And having now seen the, the movie as an adult, um, it's one of those things. But I remember seeing just a kind of brief sequence of the girl in the elevator and you know, the whole screen is the, the whole image is grayscale except for her eyes that are blue. If I remember correctly. Um, and then as a child kind of not having access to any more of the movie, because of course I, you know, said something and, and my parents, you know, basically put me back to bed and, you know, put a blanket around me or something to make me feel better. And I don't remember all of the other bits, but the, the image kind of stuck with me and sort of turned into kind of a, a sort of imagined version of a movie that is very different than Sin City itself. Right. If that makes sense, this kind of way in which the sort of partial information about a, a particular thing becomes something kind of very different than the thing itself a little bit like the kind of the way that um, sort of Proustian memory works where Marcel kind of goes over a, a concept in his head so many times that he ends up uh, kind of feeling like that he's, he's sort of almost kind of made more progress on the concept in his head than he did in real life. Um, kind of something to that and the, that idea as a, a factor in this sort of, 
kind of childish world of a sort of Saturday morning cartoons world that is kind of like a constructed reality that a, a child or a young person has come up with in order to sort of deal with their experiences being a thing the the thought that came to mind so far is an idea of sort of batman but batman is not the the batman that we know the caped crusader but instead that there's a whole tribe of the batmen who are these kind of nomadic raiders who ride these giant bats into battle um have have kind of tamed these bats and they they fly between the different um bat nests or roosts or whatever you call a a bat cave home sort of thing and that somehow there's a sort of like there's there's kind of like bits and pieces that are sort of related to kind of the batman that we know but that is also a sort of you know kind of taken in a different direction as if sort of the story was overheard by someone who kind of didn't know all the details that we know. And then um, gradually it turns into something kind of larger than those kind of limited details over the course of sort of imagining and reimagining. And that seems like an interesting concept. So I don't know. I think that would be kind of cool. Um, yeah. Otherwise, like I said, um, I'm definitely feeling better. Um, still not 100%. Um, I don't know if I, I hope my microphone isn't sens sensitive enough that you can hear my stomach kind of growling and squirming and all that sort of stuff. But my stomach has been a little upset for the past little while. So hopefully that will kind of go away. I think that may have as much to do with me. Um, not being as kind of regular about my kind of eating schedule and food and all that sort of stuff um, as I perhaps should be or as I would normally be. But, you know, you know how it goes when you're sick. Um, anyway, so, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on. And uh, I guess I will talk to you guys soon. All right. All right, it is uh, late evening of June 17th, so um, been a little over 24 hours, I guess, maybe 36 hours. Well, not quite 36, because it was noon, and it's only, it's not quite 10 p.m. now, but you know what I mean, 33 and a half hours, I guess, since the last um, recording um, yeah, and I'm doing all right. I, uh, had kind of a, a bit of a rough day today in some ways. Um, not so much. Well, basically just because of, uh, sort of anxiety and, uh, all of that around being sick more than the actual kind of illness directly, um, seems like the, the big thing was I, uh, went ahead and scheduled a, a lab COVID test, a, a full PCR test um, to do the, the um, whatchamacallit, sample taking this morning. Um, and so I did that and uh, had a whole lot of trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep and then waking up 
um, which I suspect was, you know, anxiety around all of that sort of stuff. So, you know, not necessarily too surprising, but annoying, <laughs> certainly. Um, so, you know, um, anyway, and then I did that this morning and um, I am sort of recovered. Um, it took me about two hours after getting home to feel like I could do anything functional at all after it was really brutal. Um, and I, I still, I feel like the, the inside of my nostrils are not so much kind of like a, like a blister sort of rubbed raw as kind of like uh, I've had in my mouth at certain times, a sort of like a, a sore or a raw spot sort of thing where it's kind of a, a, a sort of softer surface that's been um, kind of damaged in such a way that it kind of seizes up and, and stings and all that. And that's kind of what the inside of my nostrils still feel a little bit like. Um, which I, I don't know if other people have that experience with doing the the swab to get the the test done, but certainly for me that seems to be the way things work. <sighs> so you know, whatever. That's just the way things are for me. Um. Anyway, aside from that, I've had a, a pretty good day, pretty low key. Um, I played video games for a bunch of the day. I got uh, a tiny bit of work done, but I, I mostly just decided that I didn't really, wasn't going to be too worried about getting too much work done. I um, decided that, I basically decided uh, probably on Wednesday this week, I think, that I, you know, certainly if I had the opportunity to get work done, that would be good. But that in all honesty, if I, you know, needed to basically take pretty much the whole week off, that that was just going to be, you know, what it took, essentially. Um, so, you know, not, uh, not perfect by any means, but whatever, that's what it takes sometimes. So, um, so yeah, aside from that, I have, uh, I, I played a fair bit of games. I, um, yeah, I've been just sort of hanging out, uh, read a fair bit as well. I, um, I read a couple, I read essentially two books yesterday, one of them counted for today so that I could have a little bit of space um, to keep a, a, a book a day streak alive um, today without being as aggressive or in this case to read something a little longer because I decided to reread Dune and I am a little over 200 pages in according to the Kindle. So, you know, that's pretty good for a day's reading. Um, I guess we'll see if I decide to try to push through it all tomorrow or if I might uh, add in another shorter something in uh, for tomorrow's book and then have Dune be Sunday's book. Um, 
So I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know why it matters to me to, to have a, a book a day streak, but for some reason it's one of those things that always sort of feels very, uh, successful, I guess. Somehow it's, it's really great. I feel like when I can, you know, just read and read and read and read and read that, that somehow that's really, uh, valuable to me, I guess. So anyway, um, but yeah, I've been reading, I'm, I'm close to the end of Far Cry Primal. Um, so that's fun. Um, it's been pretty good. Um, and I, you know, feel like it's, yeah, it's pretty good. It's, I don't know. It's not really, it's not necessarily a, a kind of, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to play through it again at all. It seems like there's been, there's some attempts to make it have a sort of replayability that a lot of, uh, you know, sort of open world games that have some level of the sort of uh, emergent play as you kind of wander around in the world. A lot of them seem to have that, but they don't seem to have kind of done it quite as well in this one, I guess, is is maybe the way to, to put it in some ways that not that it's a, a bad game, but it just doesn't really feel like I necessarily need to play it again in order to you know, experience it the way that, for instance, like with, with Skyrim, I feel like I can, you know, put together a new collection of mods and come up with something that I want to play built out of all of that um, stuff that, or like um, the Mountain Blade games, Mountain Blade Warband, and then now Mountain Blade Bannerlord, both of them, I feel like, and, and modding is, I think, a big part of that, too, that, you know, they have some really cool mods for both of those games, but that there's, you know, a ton that you can experience that totally comes out of the sort of, you know, mechanical elements of just how the world behaves. And there's just, you know, interesting stuff that happens. And that Far Cry Primal has, has some of that, but... There's a lot more emphasis on kind of specific like story beats and kind of what feels like much more of a kind of structured experience that happens to be kind of held together by this um, open world rather than being a sort of complete sort of sandbox, do whatever you feel like in the world thing. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't think that's a, a bad thing necessarily. I just think it's you know, it's a little bit of a different thing than some of the other games that have uh, that maybe a little a little um, I don't know do that kind of sandboxy element a little better. Um, but you know, not a big deal. But I'm closing in to finish that. I'm not sure what I'm going to play next. Um, I I have not played much V Rising recently, and I'd like to play some more of that. Um, I have Agents of Mayhem from a while ago that looked pretty cool. Um, I have a Battle Brothers campaign that I was playing, and I have oh, and Homeworld Deserts of Karak or Karak Karak. Uh, let me 
find the actual name. Homeworld, Deserts of Karak, K-H-A-R-A-K, um, which is a sort of prequel to the Homeworld, the, the older Homeworld video games, um, and is set in 2D instead of 3D, essentially. Um, the, uh, or I guess, you know, it's a, a 3D um in the sense of being uh, in you know real space, but it's you know two D in the sense of you're looking down at the surface of a, a planet instead of looking out into just the void. Um, anyway, so you know, um, but it, I've been listening to the soundtrack because it uh, has a real kind of um, sort of Middle Eastern sci-fi element to it. That of course is reminds one of uh, Frank Herbert's Dune. And so, you know, I thought that would be appropriate to, I just have the, the album on my iPod and put it, or on my phone actually, and, and put it on random. So, but you know, I might play that. So yeah, I don't know. I've been, you know, doing all right. Um, still not, I would say kind of a hundred percent recovered from illness. And that's the, the biggest issue I'm having right now actually is that I, um, my, in my right ear, I think what has happened is that my, um, the eustachian tube on my right has filled up with fluid and essentially backed up into my, my middle ear, the, the space on the inside of the, the tympanic membrane, um, which has happened to me before um, and is a pain in the ass because it means that the pressure won't equalize on either side of the tympanic membrane, which means that I, uh, you know, hear basically uh, significantly less than what uh, is actually kind of going on in the world. Um, And in addition to that, I, uh, what was I going to say? Um, it's very uh, disorienting, I think, is the big thing. It's not really painful. It doesn't doesn't really hurt a whole lot. Um, there's a, a tiny bit of pressure in it that is a little bit uncomfortable, but it's not too bad. Um, but the, the big thing is that it's really... Um, disorienting to, to not get the full hearing and to have the kind of, uh, tinnitus effect. And also of course that it, um, because of the way that the fluid backs up, that it seems to do some stuff to kind of, you know, middle ear balance stuff, um, I guess. So yeah, it is, uh, pretty annoying. Um, So I'm hoping that I can sort of deal with some of those issues, although I guess we will have to see how effective I am at that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm annoyed about it, but whatever. It's, it is what it is. Hopefully I will uh, be able to 
kind of loosen up the um, eustachian tube and re-equalize pressure and not feel the kind of weirdness that is going on in my ear. Um, but yeah, aside from that, you know, things are pretty good. You know, I'm definitely feeling quite a bit better than I was, um, which is great because I was was not feeling very good there for a while. Um, certainly, I, I would like to continue to feel better, but, um, you know, we'll see. I'll, I'll hopefully get towards uh, that. Yeah, you know, you know how it is. Um, so, you know, you doing okay? I, uh, yeah, I guess I will just uh, close it off here and uh, talk to you soon. Probably one more uh, report in before releasing. That seems about right for time. So, yeah. All right. It is uh, still the morning, just barely in the morning of June 18th, Saturday, June 18th. Um, and I am checking in once again. Um, yeah, I'm uh, doing pretty good. I had a a nice restful sleep, and then I um, ended up going to a park with uh, my family for a little while this morning, as well as doing a little bit of recording with Jason and Carl for Cerebrivore. So that was really great. Um, always nice to hang out with them and get to to chat for a little while. Um, I'm not going to spoil what we chatted about, but you'll be able to listen to uh, a version of it, I guess a, a sort of edited down version of it um, sometime soon. I don't know when that particular episode of Cerebral Board is going to come out. Jason's the one who's kind of been doing all the the scheduling and planning on on that end. So I haven't really been involved in any of that, but that's nice because I have been busy with other things. So I'm glad he's taking care of all of that. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, hanging out and uh, doing pretty good, pretty uh, sort of relaxed and, and feeling, uh, you know, feeling good. I read a fair bit last night. Um, so that was really nice and yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I think today I'm, I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do with today. Although I have, um, basically, a, a nice chunk of free time. It seems like, um, have probably a little bit of some stuff that I should take care of. Um, a little bit of time I should probably put in on getting some work done since I got so little done this uh, this week, as well as probably should take care of some kind of chores related stuff. But um, aside from that, I've got a fair bit of time. Um, I haven't been 
keeping up my um, whatchamacallit, my um, yeah, my my uh, writing stuff. So I um, I really need to get back into that writing every day is I think a, a really good thing for me. But while sick, I just didn't feel like I had the kind of wherewithal to, to make that happen, essentially. Um, but I want to get back into that. And I already did a little bit of writing this morning. And then I, I think I'm going to try to do another session, maybe two um, today to get a couple of, of you know, couple chunks of writing done to kind of get back into the, the spirit of all of that. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I don't know. I'm, I'm doing really well. I uh, have, well, I'm trying not to, to feel like I have too many kind of obligations on the, the sort of live from Pelham's Wasteland front, if that makes sense. Um, I've got a uh, a number of things I would like to do, but I'm trying not to let it feel like obligations. Um, so we'll see. Um, I'm not sure how much I'm going to get done on any of those, but whatever. That's it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm feeling good. I'm, yeah, I, I really. I woke up this morning and felt quite a bit better than I did um, the rest of the week. So that's, I think, a really good sign. And I'm going to, you know, take it and run, I guess. All right. Uh, it is the early afternoon of June 19th, Sunday, June 19th, which is Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all of my listeners, whether they're fathers or children who have fathers or whatever else. I guess all children have fathers, you know what I mean. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, that's uh, good. I'm um, just sort of hanging out. It's a, a Sunday, but we did not do um, Sunday breakfast like we often do. Um, on Sundays because I had been sick and my dad is uh, not feeling 100%. And so, of course, my mom doesn't want to you know, bring anything from him to my grandparents. And we just sort of decided that it was easier to not worry about that. Um, and I think we're going to try to do some sort of uh, like hangout uh, on Teams or something like that. And maybe zoom and just, you know, chat for a little while and have a kind of family, uh, online chat, which I think will be nice. Um, nice to see everybody and chat with everybody and all that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I read, um, far away and never yesterday, which is a collection of uh, fantasy stories by Ramsey Campbell. I thought it was pretty good. I thought there were some kind of weaker stories in there, but I mean, it's not a very long collection. It's only like 150 pages or something. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. So 
probably worth checking out if you like that sort of thing. It's uh, from DMR Books, who's a publisher that I have been enjoying their stuff quite a bit for a while now. Um, DMR Books is, uh, I, uh, DM Ritzlin is the, the guy's name who is sort of the, the main man behind it, as far as I can tell. Um, and they publish a number of kind of sword and sorcery pulp fantasy things, um, some of which is kind of older stuff that is uh, out of print or hard to find. Um, and some of it is newer stuff that is, uh, you know, newly written for them, commissioned for them, or things like that. So pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that one. And I'm about halfway through Frank Herbert's Dune for the, the second read-through. Um, I read it once in college, and then I'm, I'm reading it again because I felt like it. Um, I think I'm going to read at least Dune and Dune Messiah, both of which I read before, and then I'm planning on kind of moving on towards um, Children of Dune and God Emperor of Dune as well, and kind of read through all of those, basically, just because I haven't read Children or God Emperor yet, so I think that would be fun. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I'm just sort of hanging out. I uh, woke up, uh, didn't didn't super, super sleep in today, but I did sleep in a little bit, so that was nice. And I, um, yeah, been just sort of hanging out, playing some video games this morning. I'm almost done with Far Cry Primal. Um and yeah, otherwise just sort of hanging out. Oh, and I wrote, um, which is nice. I did a, a, a five-minute session in the Most Dangerous Writing app, um, like I do for just kind of generate up a little bit of text. Um, but I uh, have not been keeping up with my daily writings thing, my daily writings plan while sick. Um, so I... Uh, basically went ahead and I'm, I'm doing catch up right now. So I did one catch up yesterday. I'd like to do two today. So um, I'm, I'm planning on kind of gradually, I think doing two a day for a while until I catch up to the present. Um, and that way I will, you know, be, be back to writing every day. Um, but that's been good. You know, it's been fun um, hanging out and, and doing all of that. So otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm just sort of hanging out, you know, being low key, chilling like a villain, as I like to say. Um, so yeah, pretty good stuff. Um, I think that's going to be the end for this uh, recording. So yeah. So it is the morning of June 20th. Um, 6 2022. 20, um, and I am doing all right. Um, I went to bed fairly early last night. I had planned on um, reading more kind of into the evening. Um, and then I uh, we ended up doing a, a nice kind of family gathering or family, not gathering, but um, 
conference call essentially just on the phone um which was nice it was nice to to chat um with my my parents and my sister and my grandparents and just you know have a little bit of a a family time since we didn't get to do a lot of that um over the weekend since i was sick and then my dad um, was also not feeling so good uh this past week so anyway um so, uh, but I had a, a, a cup of peppermint tea, um, then, and it super, super relaxed me and basically put me to sleep. I ended up going to bed at like eight or eight 30, I think. Um, so it was a kind of a longer sleep, but you know, that's good. It's, it's nice to have, it seems like often that's one of the things that, um, weekends are good for me for is getting, you know, more, sleep than usual, trying to kind of make sure I have enough in the tank, that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, otherwise, um, I've not finished Dune yet. I, I, like I said, I've been planning to read more into the evening and then uh, decided to go to sleep because I was very tired. Um, so I have not finished Dune. I'm hoping to finish it today. Um, I have, I think, three hours of reading or so left, a little under 200 pages, according to Kindle. And then I guess I've got some appendices that I, I want to read um, to go back through. Um, so, you know. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's good. Um, otherwise, I'm, I'm just sort of hanging out. I'm not, I don't know, I feel uh, like I'm still likely to be a little um, underproductive in terms of the kind of Live from Helm's Wasteland stuff just because I'm going to need to uh, catch up for a little while um, on like my, my, my day job stuff and all of that. So I guess we'll see how much I'm able to do. Um, I have a couple of sort of more in-depth podcast episodes that I'm working on. I've got the the call-in episode like normal, but then I've got a couple of others that are sort of more, um, a little bit something that I haven't done as much recently of uh, having kind of like a specific sort of thesis or, or topic of discussion or something like that. So I think that'll be a lot of fun um, to work on those. Um, anyway, yeah, otherwise I'm just sort of, hanging out. Um, I, uh, yeah, I've got, got a number of things that I am excited to, to do and to have some fun messing around with, but you know, um, we're gonna, we're gonna sort of see what comes up and, uh, mess around with that. And yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's that I think. So anyway, yeah. I think this is going to be the end of the episode. Um, so I'm just going to roll the, in the outro into this, recording instead of trying to separate it out. Um, so yeah, I hope you have enjoyed this uh, further journal episode. This is the the third or fourth journal I think that I've done. I don't remember precisely, but um, yeah, one, two, three, four, five journals that I see that I've published. So this will be number six, actually. 
So that's pretty good. Um, seems like it's been really good for me to have this as kind of a, an outlet to, to chat with you guys about um, and good for me to have it kind of um, separated out into the different um, journal episodes instead of being kind of just mixed in with the other stuff, I think. I think that's been good for me too, um, kind of enforcing that degree of, of structure almost. Um, anyway, so yeah, I hope you have enjoyed. If you want to get in contact with me, you can uh, leave a message on Anchor. You can email me at pelhamswasteland at gmail.com. You can message me on Twitter. You can message me on Discord. You can leave a comment on my YouTube channel. All sorts of different ways um, that uh, you can kind of get into uh, places where if you message me, I will hear you and all of that. So anyway. Um, yeah, hope everyone enjoyed. Hope everyone is uh, staying safe, staying healthy, having lots of fun gaming or whatever else it is that you like to do. Um, I haven't been gaming very much recently, to be honest, um, but I'm, I'm hoping to kind of put a push back into uh, that a little bit this week. Um, I'm not sure. I talking with Hobbs a little bit about maybe doing something this evening. Um, and then from there, I don't know what we might, um, what I have this week, but I guess I'll figure out what I, what I've sort of got available. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on and, uh, I will talk to you guys soon. So I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Pelham's Wasteland and I will see you next time. Take care, everybody. <laughs>